0: things as we travel this earth with sands that transcend all the reason of man. But the things that matter the most in this world they can never be held in our hands. I believe Mount Calvary. I believe whatever the cost and when time has surrendered and earth is no more I'll still cling to the old rugged cross I believe that when Christ who was slain the power to change lives today. For He changed me completely. A new life is mine. That is why by the cross I will stay. I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary. I believe Whatever the cost And when time has surrendered And earth is no more I'll still cling to the old Darkest cross I believe that this life With its great mysteries Surely someday will come darkness and death and will lead me at last to my friend. I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary. I believe whatever the cost. And when time has surrendered and earth is no more, I'll still cling to the old rugged cross, I'll still cling to the old rugged cross.
1: Let's bow for our opening prayer. Oh Lord God, from you every good gift comes. This day we gather and worship of you. This is your day. You are an awesome God, greater than our comprehension, greater than our imagination. You created all things, and you wove into the fabric of life a yearning for fulfillment in you. And it is this yearning that has drawn us together to worship this afternoon we do indeed come together in worship and praise we desire to place our lives anew into your hands anew into your purpose we ask that you would enlarge our vision this hour through your word we ask that you would instill in us your hope in place of our despair and peace in place of our worry. These moments of, of Sabbath celebration are yours because we are yours. We feel blessed knowing that you complete us through your Holy Spirit. May your Holy Spirit indwell on us ever more fully with power and wisdom. That is our desire. We know that is your desire too. And we change more and more to become more and more like you and less of what we used to be. We pray in the name of Jesus using the words that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us read together Psalm 46, verses 8 through 10. Come and see what the Lord has done, the amazing things he has done on the earth. He stops wars everywhere on the earth. He breaks all bows and spears and burns up the chariots with fire. God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be praised in all the nations. I will be praised throughout
2: the earth. Good day, wherever you are today, we thank you for sharing with the Seventh-day Baptist Missionary Society in our annual Missions Week observances for 2023 which began this past Sunday, February 19th. We hope that you have been able to see our daily devotional videos, which are posted on our website at www.sdbmissions.org. Please take a look at them if you have not already done so. Our theme for this year is Look what God is doing. And our theme scripture passage is Psalm 46, verses 8 through 10. Listen to what that passage says. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And that is the New International Version. Look what God Is doing our God is a refuge the psalmist reminds us he is very present when we need him most a refuge is a place of protection a refuge is a sanctuary a refuge is an anchor and an anchor cannot be of any use Unless it is there, unless it is present when it's needed. I want to remind you today that God is an anchor. God is a refuge. God is a present help. He is omnipresent. That means he is in all places at all times. God is an infinite spirit that fills all. All places excluding no place. Unlike God, Satan needs to travel to get somewhere. But God is everywhere without division, without multiplication, without addition, and without subtraction. God never needs to move to get anywhere because every place is immediately in God's presence. There is no place that God does not exist. God is very present in heaven and on earth, and he is not restricted by either. To say that God is omnipresent We mean that God, in the totality of his essence, completely fills the universe. This is a quality that solely and uniquely belongs to God. No place is without God. God is present at every hospital, at every nursing home in every prison cell and in every intensive care unit the world over. God told Moses, my presence shall go with you. We see God's presence in the tabernacle in the Old Testament. In First Chronicles chapter 16, we see the trees of the woods singing out in the presence of the lord in psalm 51 even after he sinned we see god's presence still with david king david in psalm 139 the same king david said where could i go from your presence you are everywhere it is comforting to know that all of my troubles are immediately in God's presence. My troubles. It does not matter, my friends, what your circumstance is, God is with you. The closer anything gets to the S-U-N, the quicker it breaks up. But the closer my troubles get, To the S O N, the quicker he breaks them up. Since he is omniscient, God knows what to do at all times. He's all knowing. Since he is omnipotent, God has power to do what needs to be done at all times. He's all powerful. And since he is omnipresent, God is always wherever he needs to be to do whatever needs to be done. God is present, my friends, in the best and in the worst moments of our lives. Man can ignore God, but no one can avoid him. Everywhere we go, we will run into God A local God could not be God. I do not have to go into the mountain to call him down. Nor do I have to go down into the valley to call him up. Everything is immediately in his presence. Nothing and no one is beyond his all-seeing eye. No sparrow can fall beneath and beyond his view. He saw Moses on the backside of a mountain. He saw Hagar in the wilderness. He saw Daniel in the lion's den. He saw Israel enslaved in Egypt. And he sees you, my friend, right where you are right now. Whether you live in a first world country or you live in a third world country or the country you live in has not been rated, God is just as present in your situation. We cannot confine God to our feeble minds or he would not be big enough for our needs. If God is everywhere, It means that he is present with you today. God was at your place of worship before you arrived there. He knew what you would be facing even before you did. People are like moving ships that pass by. But God is like a ship that moves without passing by. No matter what you face, my friends, God is at your side. Sickness can quarantine us from people, but nothing can keep our God from us. The songwriter says, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. God is not hiding from us. He doesn't need to be found. He simply needs to be received and recognized. The righteous do not have to pray for God's presence. They need to pray for an awareness of his presence. He is present, my friends, in all places and at all times. God is in heaven as a rewarder. He is in hell as a reminder. He is in the Bible as revealer. God is in the hospital as a restorer. God is with the lost person as a redeemer. God is with those who are in trouble as a rescuer. God is with those who have questions as a revelator. God is with those who are broken and broken down as a rebuilder. God is with the downtrodden as a renewer. He's everywhere I am. He's everywhere I shall be. And he's everywhere I could be. As David wrote this psalm, Psalm 46. Human elements came in. There was fear. There were troubled waters. And there were earthquakes. There were real elements that we really face. But let us not forget his next words. David said, God is in the midst of her. In the midst of our troubles in the midst of the devastation, in the midst of the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria uh, just a few days ago. <clears throat> amidst the fear, amidst the waters, amidst the earth moving, amidst the rage, God uttered his voice and said, Peace, be still. Peace. Peace. Peace, the songwriter says, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above, sweep over my soul. My spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows above. God is omnipresent. He's here right now. My friends, I don't have to tell you that life can be brutal. We experience grief, and we see our friends experience sudden calamities. A tornado or a fire wipes out a family dream. Cancer strikes, and long, drawn-out suffering begins. Friends and family let us down through broken promises. They're not there when we need them most. But don't get discouraged, my friends. There is hope. God is dependable through all of life's problems. The psalmist declared this truth to people who were facing physical danger in our secular and humanistic society where our attitude declares that we can solve our problems by ourselves and where we are urged to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, we need to hear the psalmist declare that God is dependable. He is our shoulder to lean on through all of our problems. But how is this so? How is God dependable through all of life's problems? Well, if we break the psalm down, Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3 would say to us that God is dependable through his protection over us. The psalmist declared that God is our refuge even when what seems permanent and unchangeable does change. After great tragedy strikes, God protects us. Through friends and family, God's protection over us often feels like a blanket. God does care for his children. When what seems permanent employment, when what seems permanent like employment and life in our home comes to an end, we should have no fear because of the protection of God. God's dependability God's security is seen through his protection over us. And then in verses 4 through 7 of Psalm 46, God is dependable through his presence with us. The psalmist declared that there was a river that flowed, making glad the city of God. That river represented the very presence of God, providing security for his people. The idea of the presence of God with his people is one of the basic elements of the Jewish religion. He showed his presence to Moses and the Israelites as they came out of Egypt. He led them during the day by a cloud and and at night by a pillar of fire. In this way, the people knew that God was with them. One of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. We who trust Jesus have God with us at all times. He is our shoulder to lean on. Therefore, we will not be like Jacob who left his homeland and was surprised to encounter God in another country. God is in every country. God is dependable through his protection over us and his presence with us. And then in verses 8 through 10, we learn from the psalmist that God is dependable through his position over the earth. Verses 8 and 9 depict a scene of awful destruction. For apparently the nations had come willfully against God's power and inevitably had lost. We're told to be still or literally to cease striving against God and to proclaim him as Lord of the earth. He is in ultimate control of the affairs of human history. Genesis 1 declares emphatically that God created the earth. As creator, he has the right to be the only one exalted on the earth. When we do not relax in God, we tend to be dependent on ourselves and what we can do with our own strength. Even when we do this, God comes to us softly And says, why are you trying to live life in your own strength? Relax and let me live it with you. Because God is omnipresent. You can see him everywhere, my friends. You can see his acts everywhere. You can see his work everywhere. You can see his grace everywhere. You can see his power everywhere. Open your eyes. Open your minds, open your hearts, and you will see. God is doing great things at all times. There is no question that God is everywhere. And he is not a sleeping God. He's not an unconscious God. He's not an inactive God. He's not an absentee God He's not a delinquent God. He's not a lazy God. He is doing things right where you are. He is saving and he is healing. He is delivering and he is empowering. He is comforting and he is touching. He is encouraging and he's fighting battles. He's opening doors and And he's flipping scripts. And he's also warning. He's also reminding. He's also watching. All of that, my friends, is without question. The only question is, do you have eyes to see what God is doing? What kind of eyes do you have? Do you have skeptical eyes? Do you have doubting eyes? Do you have blinded eyes? Or do you have welcoming eyes? And eyes which light up in awe of God's wonders. Do you have discerning eyes? Do you have perceptive eyes? Do you have grateful eyes? Do you have worshipping eyes? So as I wrap up, I encourage us all to remember what the Lord has done in the past and that will give us great hope that he will act again. This is not some new idea that I've invented. It has been the practice of God's people since time began. There are at least 166 places in the Bible where we find the word remember. We are to remember the faithfulness of Almighty God. We're to remember the mercy of Almighty God. We're to remember the love of Almighty God. We're to remember the forgiveness of Almighty God each and every day of our lives. I am convinced that this is the heart of what real, genuine stewardship is all about. When we truly take time to consider, to see, and to remember what God has done, how he is using us to touch the lives of others, how he has blessed and how he has seen us through the difficult times of our lives, then we can do nothing else but respond with hearts overflowing with gratitude. Has God done anything for you? Is God doing anything for you right now? In a world in which people are concerned with themselves above anything else, it's no wonder, my friends, that many lean on things other than God to get them through life and the troubles and the struggles that life contains. But through all of life's circumstances, all that you are dealing with today, all that you are experiencing today, I ask you whose shoulder are you leaning on? Look what God is doing. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to admit that you're a sinner. Receive him into your heart. Accept what he has done for you by dying on the cross to pay for your sins. Receive his gift of eternal life. Look what God has done. Look what God is doing. God bless you.
0: There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. Oh, Jesus Christ.